0: Hi, this is Steve Kelly. Thanks for tuning in for the podcast of this week's Saturday Sports Talk program with Lauren Tate and myself. And a special thanks to the folks at Kirby Wealth Management Group for their sponsorship of the podcast. We hope you enjoy Saturday Sports Talk. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies focus on your income. At Kirby Wealth Management Group, we focus on your outcome. That's why we know what it takes to succeed both on your balance sheet and in your life. It takes the right financial partner who looks at where you are now, where you want to go, and designs a financial plan to take you there. We're here to help you achieve the life that you're after, today and every day after. Focus on your financial outcome with Kirby Wealth Management Group. To get started, visit our website at justin-kirby.com. It's time for Eye
1: Pella Saturday Sports Talk on News Talk 1400 and 93.9 FM, WDWS Champaign-Urbana, where we talk all things Eye along with other area and national sports. Join the program by calling 217-356-9397 or send a text to the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, 217-351-5357. Now, here are your hosts. Lauren Tate and
0: Steve Kelly. Kind of. <laughs> Almost Steve Kelly. Half right. <laughs> Scott Beatty here filling in for Steve Kelly, but never fear, Lauren Tate is here as well. Welcome in, everybody. Steve Kelly with a planned weekend off. He's yeah, Happens-
2: up in Michigan uh, visiting his grandson who he,
0: you know, cherishes. <laughs> It's amazing what those grandkids will do. <laughs> he's got a grandson to, to go dote on. I have a brand new 10-year-old oh, good. to dote on today. <laughs> woke He woke up 10 years old today. Uh-huh. So you know where I was 10 years ago to this day <laughs> in 2012. That's right. Carl Hospital in Urbana. Happy birthday, Elliot. And he's willing to let Dad go because this is an hour program instead of two like normal. Illinois Volleyball coming up. Uh, Straight up at ten o'clock, they're taking on Illinois State. So we've got a shortened show, so it's half the length and twice the fun. A lot of stuff going on, isn't it? Isn't it? Yep. Golf Uh,
2: team got off to a great start up at Olympia Fields. That's one thing. I think they're, of course, it's it's a fifty-four hole event, and they've got a little ways to go. But good, good eighteen holes yesterday, huh?
0: Yes. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry, I stepped away from the microphone to grab the coffee. (laughs) Because it's a little early here on a Saturday morning, but it's uh, it's good to be with you. Yes, but the, the game was... again
2: last night. I, you know, I, I left the uh, Central Centennial game at halftime and and went home to. I wanted to see Wyoming play uh, and uh, Wyoming beat Air Force, and then I wanted to see the Cardinals and uh, the Yankees play the.
0: You know, I was talking to somebody here in the building, uh, in the sales department, and she happened to mention. So, what are you doing this weekend? She said, "I'm going to Cardinals game." She may well catch seven hundred. I don't know where she's sitting. <laughs> well, he
2: almost hit another one. He hit one back on the track, and it looked like it was going to go, but it didn't. Here's here's a here's the thing you have to consider. I remember when Aaron and Mays and Banks, especially, finished their careers, and you know they were they didn't finish this way. No, uh, Mays especially had a lot of trouble hitting in his last year or two, and then. Ernie Banks was subject to that low outside curveball. and but here here's Poohs. He's had uh, nineteen home runs. The team is fourteen and one when he has home and he's had three home runs uh uh two home runs three times. Uh five of his last six home runs came in the sixth inning or later and tied or put the team ahead. And they beat he beat the Cubs one to nothing, the Cubs two to nothing. I remember those and he, i mean what the the impact of his home runs is what's important it isn't just the, that he's running up towards 700 it's that he's winning games for the team that's that's in, leading in the division
0: yeah and that's where i don't get the criticism from people that think the pitchers are out there in some conspiracy throwing him cookies just to invigorate the fan bases of of major league well, who, baseball who
2: in the world would say
0: that well Ignorant people, it's it's, <laughs> it's happened. I've seen it on on the social media sphere. Well, that's,
2: you know, that's, you know, there's nobody. They're trying their best to get him out. It's especially in a tight game. Oh well, that just doesn't happen. Now, I did see something that I've never seen before. It was uh, uh, the leadoff hitter for Milwaukee taking the first pitch when? Uh, when uh, Wainwright and and Yachty broke the record for the most starts by a pitcher and catcher combination, yeah, for a souvenir. Yeah, Yelich just stood there and took took one pitch and then they tossed it out.
0: Respected the game, respected yeah. the moment, and then struck and out. Then struck out. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, Scott Beatty here with you. Uh, You probably are familiar, but just if you're a regular, but just in case you don't, I'm with you on the afternoons during the (laughs) week from 4 to 6 for Sports Talk. Lauren's with me during the week. Steve Kelly taking this Saturday off. He's back next Saturday. Coming up, Gene Henley from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Illinois football not playing today. They will play Thursday night against the Mocs. So we talked to Gene last spring when Illinois was getting ready to play the mocks in NCAA Tournament Basketball. And then, Lauren, you ran into our old friend, Marcus Jackson. Yeah. He'll join us on the program Yeah, as he was well. at
2: the game last Saturday. And uh, I told him, come on with us and talk about it.
0: Let's do it. Uh, Marcus and I used to be on a little bit of sports talk together. And, of course, he was a sports writer for the News Gazette and was the beat writer for Illinois Basketball, among other things. Great guy. Moved on to uh, the big city of life and all that, but he's willing to make some time for us. If you want to make some time for us as well, 217-356-9397, that's the phone number. Castle Heating and Cooling text line is 217-351-5357. Alan's with us in Montrose. Good morning, Alan. Morning, guys. <coughs> well, you guys kind of
3: stole my thunder a little bit, I learned, Uh I uh Going to bring up the Wyoming game. I was shocked to see that they beat Air Force. Air yeah, Force. I didn't
2: expect that either. I thought Air Force would win that game. But the, uh,
3: yeah, I thought
2: they ran thought them. They, they ran them. I mean, they, they ran that football late in the game when they were trying to protect that uh, slim lead, and and got the first downs and ran out the clock.
3: Wyoming did, did? Yeah, they did.
2: Yes. Mm-hmm.
3: Okay. But, the other thing was I was going to bring up. Robert Pools, he may get 700 today with a doubleheader.
2: <laughs> well, it ain't that easy, but. You I know, know that. But uh,
3: Well, my he, last time being there, he hit two home runs on that Sunday against Milwaukee, and that seemed to really got him going. Uh, you mean weekend. you being
0: there got him going?
3: It seemed like it did. Uh, he well, was well, getting he, hot. He has,
2: a, he has ignited and otherwise semi-slumping team. I mean, the Cardinals aren't playing right. great right now. And the no, pitching the pitching is average and the hitting is average, but they just squeak out some, some great wins. One run wins, another one yesterday. Mm-hmm. And, uh, I, I, you know, I don't know. Uh, they just uh, – I don't know who's going to step up when the time comes and, and give them the kind of pitching they, they'll need in the playoffs because they're not getting it.
3: Well, I hope they don't put Flaherty in the rotation because I don't think he can do it.
2: Well – I, I think they're trying to find out if he can, and I think they found out yesterday he wasn't, real, he wasn't sharp enough.
3: One more quick thing. Is yeah. uh, Josh McRae going to be able to play this week or not? Oh, no. No, no,
2: no, no, no. no, no. He won't play this week. It's yeah, I doubt that he'll play at Wisconsin, but they're going to try to get him ready for Wisconsin. But there, there's a chance for Wisconsin, but I think it's a long shot.
0: As of yesterday, he hadn't practiced, and the, Brett Bielman indicated he might start practicing this week. If that's the case, there's, I don't see him playing against Chattanooga, unless. I really have it Well, he's not really going to play against
2: Chattanooga. Go ahead.
0: I really have a good feeling about this team this year,
3: mainly because of the defense. But I also think the offense can get better if we can just cut out our uh, mistakes and turnovers. I think we got a chance to be with anybody in in the league that we're playing this week this year.
2: You think we can we we'll be right there with Michigan? I mean, they are in the league. You yeah, know. I think we
3: can play with them. I don't okay. think we're going to beat them. Okay. I
0: think we can play with them. All right. Thanks, Alan.
2: That's going to be tough, yep. Michigan Michigan State.
0: Oh, of course. But if you're playing solid defense and if you can run the football, mm-hmm. I think you can be competitive with yep. most teams. Mm-hmm. All right. Time for our first break. We'll come back. And help uh, get, uh, well, be be helped. We'll get some insight from Gene Henley, writes for the Chattanooga Times Free Press. That's next here on Alina Pella Saturday Sports Talk. The Pella Window Showroom in Champaign specializes in windows and doors. Alina Pella can help you select the right window and door for your project, whether it's for replacements, remodeling, or new construction. Right now, they ask that you plan further ahead. To allow more time to get your windows and doors in stock, labor and material shortages are causing some extended lead times. Illini Pella, 1001 North Country Fair Drive in Champaign. Pellaofchampaign.com. Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk. Scott Beatty filling in for Steve Kelly. And the man who started the show and is the show is Lauren Tate's. Glad to have you with us. You can weigh in on the Castle Heating and Cooling text line, which is 217-356-9397. ESPN's College Game Day is in Boone, North Carolina, at Appalachian State. Beautiful setting out there. That's not too far away from Chattanooga, and that's where we find Gene Henley of the Chattanooga Times Free Press. Covers the Mocs. They're playing a football game today against North Alabama. They'll be here Thursday night. To take on the Illini, Gene Henley joins us. Gene, uh, Ash, uh Appalachian State, and Boone, North Carolina, or Chattanooga. Which one? Which one do you take in uh, in a scenic setting?
4: Oh man, that's probably that's close. Um, but I, I'm going to lean on Chattanooga because its nickname is literally the Scenic City.
0: I did not know that. I, I know about the uh, <laughs> the lookout and all that and the. The railroad and all that but great to have you with us we talked together in uh, the spring about basketball as illinois and the mocks faced off in in the ncaa and um, boy it's not it's not unusual for a mid-major to upend a uh, power program at basketball but an fcs versus an fbs is a little a little bit more rare gene and uh, wanted to get your insight on the on the chattanooga mocks first of all you got a game today right
4: Yeah, um, it's their homecoming game, which is also known as the Terrell Owens game, um, where he comes back into town. But they play play North Alabama at 6 o'clock. Shouldn't have a problem there. They beat them pretty easily last year uh, down there at their place. But, I mean, it's football, and as we've seen with App State, and pretty much just the entire Sun Belt, anybody can beat anybody on a Saturday.
0: Terrell Owens, what kind of uh, involvement and investment has he made In Chattanooga. Well,
4: it's interesting because uh, he was at he was at the Southern Conference uh, Media Day, and he and I talked for about ten minutes afterwards. And he seems to be invested um, in trying to really enhance, help enhance the uh, the game day experience. So, I mean, I think he I think he's stationed out in like LA or something, but he's been he's been in Chattanooga all week. You know, poking in. I think he's at the volleyball match, uh, volleyball match they had this week. He's at football practice a couple times. I mean, he's very present this week, and, uh, I mean, who knows? I mean, we'll see. I mean, you know, Chattanooga certainly has attendance issues at their games. Uh, I think their, their stadium holds like 20,000, and their first home games had like seven. Uh, that's also going up against a lot of stuff, but, I mean, that's not going to change over the course of the year. So he's certainly trying to help. I mean, who knows what sort of impact uh, he could actually have.
2: Uh, Gene, this is Lauren Tate. Uh, tell us about the the game so far that uh, Chattanooga has played. What have you learned about the team uh, so far this season?
4: Well, it's interesting because last year they went 6-5, and five and they really weren't happy with their quarterback play. I think their defense was probably the tops in the country. Um, really, I mean, heck, I mean, when they played Kentucky, I think they outgamed them, and that was with uh, an average quarterback who had actually you know stepped away from the game for two years. Um, leading the way, I think they out-gained Kentucky in that game. I think it was one of their lowest rushing performances, but they returned pretty much the entirety of the front seven of that defense. Uh, There were questions about what are they going to do with quarterback, and they got a transfer from Eastern Michigan, who started in uh, 2020 and was really successful there. But then I think Eastern Michigan took a transfer from Cincinnati, who beat them out, and so he ended up transferring down here. Uh, He's good. And, you know, I think they were pretty much a quarterback away last year. And, you know, he seems to have filled that gap. Um, You know, he's done a really good job in the passing game. The receivers are very young, uh, but they're very deep. So it it could be a different player each week that makes an impact. But uh, the defense is still intact. The offense seems to be improving. So uh, through two weeks, I mean, I'm not sure exactly what I could glean from that, but it it seems like they're – they're trending to be uh, actually have a team that has a chance to play, you know, the, perhaps deep into the playoffs this year.
2: Well, uh, so you you consider that? Do you consider this a, a game comparable to, to Kentucky last year? That game, I believe, was twenty eight twenty three. Kentucky won, but it was a, a battle, huh?
4: Yeah, uh, Chattanooga had the lead in the fourth quarter. Um, I think it was like thirteen minutes to go, and quarterback threw a pick six. And then I think Kentucky, Kentucky went down and scored again. And then, you know, Chad Chattanooga went down and scored to make it 28-23. And they just couldn't recover the onside kick. But um, they've typically done well under this head coach against Power 5 opponents or FBS in, in general. They had uh, Western Kentucky beat in 2020, um, actually returned a kick for a touchdown that got called back with like a minute to go in the game that would have put them ahead. Um you know, like they typically do well because they are a very, very talented team. And typically, their difference between FCS and FBS talent is, uh, you know, like a, a Big Ten defensive end will be six five two seventy, whereas that kid will be like six two two eighty, but you know, equally as talented. So, I, I don't think. I mean, you know, I I, look, these, I'm, I will never I, I won't pick Chattanooga to get a win a game like this, but I certainly don't think that it'll be a blowout by any means.
2: Well, how much of a uh, disadvantage is it playing on a Saturday and coming back and playing on a Thursday night away from home?
4: Well, it's funny because they were just in Eastern Illinois last week, so it's almost like they probably should have you know, worked some schedule arrangement and have to get those games mixed. They could have just stayed up there. <laughs> um, but, um, yeah, I think so. I mean, and it's a 6 o'clock game. It throws your week off. I think they're actually going to uh, take tomorrow off and try to get back at it Monday with the shortened week. think they're going to head out maybe tuesday or wednesday um it certainly affects you know the travel stuff and you've got a young team that doesn't necessarily know how to handle some things maybe perhaps uh so who knows i mean like it it will certainly affect uh, i know they weren't all overly pleased when they found out this was getting that the big 10 was moving this game to thursday but you know it's football like you you deal with it and uh, i think they'll be fine i mean obviously you know, these kids will get pumped up to play uh, a primetime game against a Big Ten opponent. So I still think that you'll see their best, but it, it certainly doesn't help.
0: Probably a situation where they uh, maybe take it very light in the next few days and it's more about game planning and walkthroughs, do you think?
4: Oh, yeah, definitely. Uh, because, I mean, again, in the day, like this, you want to you want to look good against a team like Illinois. You want to look good against the FBS, the Power Five opponents, but – doing, you know, this game, the result of this game typically won't have a bunch of, you know, sway in what happens. You know, if you, you know, if you end up you know, going all out for this game, you lose, and then you lose a few players, and you end up going five this year because you lost some players in this game, then you'll go back and say, man, maybe we should have done this differently or that differently or whatever. But, um, I mean, obviously, they stand to gain a lot if they were to win this game, but, I think there's a bigger picture perspective to be had in a game like this. and So you go out and you try, I mean, you go out obviously and you you compete and perform your best, but you're not necessarily going to go all out. I I just don't think, I I could be wrong, but I I just don't think. I I think there's there's certain things that you do uh, to limit certain players along the way.
0: Gene Henley is our guest. He's from the Chattanooga Times Free Press. The mocks of Chattanooga are the... Visitors on Thursday night. Just curious, as uh, all the issues that are swirling around college football, how much of it is a conversation for a program like Chattanooga when it comes to things like NIL and, and realignment? Is it, uh, it seems to impact the big power programs the most. Does a program like Chattanooga just say, hey, we're doing our thing here and whatever's whatever?
4: Well, it's funny because I mean, as much as Chinese has played Illinois over the past uh, six months, I just assumed that they were destroyed at the Big Ten. Um, <laughs> I mean, I, I, at this point, it's still you know still yet to be determined. But the thing, it's interesting because um, back in 2013, you know, they had a chance to join the Sun Belt, and unfortunately, at the time, they didn't have a chancellor, they didn't have an athletic director, and they had lost both of their basketball coaches, so they just weren't at a place. To move, I mean, you know, when you look at the city of Chattanooga, obviously I said earlier, it is a scenic city. It's a perfect market in terms of its location and stuff for, you know, for teams. I mean, for for conferences to come and look at, and I mean, maybe they're in a spot, maybe they're not. I, I figure eventually, it, it, who knows? Maybe it's 2028, 20, 2030, 20, 2035, 20, whatever. They will get, you know, get picked up by somebody because. You know the football program is good. The basketball programs have you know historically had success. Uh, the market is really good for you know it's one of the top TV markets I'd say. I think it's a top 100 TV markets for sure. Um, what that means I don't always know, but I mean like it's it's a prime area to be picked up. But you kind you kind of figure you know you're trying to figure out exactly what the best move is. Um, and plus, I mean we're just trying to figure out exactly what college football is gonna look like ten years from now and nobody even knows that. So well Gina uh, it's, it's one of things to figure out.
2: Are you suggesting that they, they want to move into the group of five or is that is that in their uh, do they want to move up to the FBS?
4: Oh they been flirting with that for a while. I mean that's good. Like I said if things were different in twenty thirteen, mm-hmm. they'd be FBS. They you know, they'd be you know, they'd be F State, they'd be Georgia Southern, they beat you know the, the, those teams. Uh, you know, like they would be in that spot now. You know, they, they just kind of have to do some things. I mean, they're building a brand new athletic complex. They're putting money into um, you know the facilities to kind of enhance you know what what they are, their market and their marketability. So, mm-hmm. I mean, I don't know exactly what's going to happen, but you know, you look at FCS and it may not be the best the best position for them going forward.
2: How big is Chattanooga and, and the area around it? Population? It's, mine. Um,
4: it's probably a top it's it's about the size of murfreesboro where middle tennessee is middle tennessee state is uh which is about 20 miles north of um, whatever west of uh of nashville um it, it's a good sized market uh it's kind of a uh, it, it's a town where everybody unfortunately is kind of a fan of everybody else you know you've got a bunch of tennessee fans you know georgia alabama because they're all relatively close uh, that that sometimes hurts them as well, but um, it's a good-sized market. It's over a hundred thousand people, um, easily. I, I don't exactly know the exact numbers, but it's not a small town.
0: Gene Henley, uh, just final thought on on the game. If uh, Chattanooga was to pull off the upset, what likely would be the the key factor in that?
4: <sighs> uh, defense. Um, even if the offense has kind of improved some over the years, uh, oh I'm sorry, over the, since all last year, I, I still think, I mean, their defense is legitimately really good. Their secondary is young. That could be an issue. Um, I know B the teams, you know, are more run heavy typically. Um, but like their defense, their front seven can hang with most anybody. Like they, I don't, it, it's, it's, rare to see them just literally get run over. Um, you know, it, I think that would be the big difference. Maybe forcing a turnover or two. They've got a couple. They probably got a couple pros on defense. At least one. A defensive end, named Devontae Maxwell. Um, if he can get going, I mean that that would be a key. And then, you know, ball control. Don't you know? Obviously, the the, the training stuff coaches say. Don't turn the ball over. and Make plays. Blah 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 blah. So, but I think it will start with the defense.
0: Hey, Gene, it's good to talk with you again. You've become sort of our uh, Chattanooga. Beat reporter uh, from our Chattanooga bureau representative here on Sports Dog, so it's been fun. I don't know if you're making the trip up on Thursday, but if you are, we'd be glad to see you. And uh, hope you have a safe one.
4: Hey, I certainly appreciate. I'm still, I'm still debating that right now. Thursday at eight thirty makes it kind of rough for, uh, for us. But um, it's the deba- it's still being tossed about. But- We'll see. I would certainly love to meet you all if I'd be making
0: a trip. All right, if you do, hit me up and we'll 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 give you the lowdown on the spots. Lawrence got a Thank, few.
2: Thanks, Gene. Scott says the checks in the mail.
4: <laughs> I'll be waiting on it. <laughs> <laughs> Trust me.
0: Well, I can tell people where to find you on on Twitter, and at least they can get more uh, uh, insight there from you at Gene Henley three.
4: But yes, yes. Uh, shameless plug, I've started a podcast, too, called the GH3 Podcast that I typically will record on Sundays uh, where you can get kind of insights after the game and obviously some basketball stuff because that's kind of my passion anyway. So,
0: Very good. Hey, Gene, great to talk to you. Thanks a lot for spending some time and enjoy the game today.
4: Hey, I appreciate it, man. Thank you all for having me.
0: Sure thing. Gene Henley, Chattanooga Times Free Press. Good guy. Good guy indeed, you know yeah, I feel uh, different about him already,
2: <laughs> a little more worried than I was before, you know <laughs> they got a new quarterback, another transfer is are there any quarterbacks that aren't transfers? not anymore <laughs>
0: not anymore. you can't just uh about half of them I think yeah, you can't just be a freshman and be good at quarterbacking anymore um i i he, it's interesting he said they they didn't like it when the big Ten moved the game to a Thursday, yeah. which tells you, A, they didn't really have a whole choice. But this is, obviously, it's a buy game. You know, well, I mean, that, a B-U-Y that, game. They'll make a buck. Yeah, exactly. Uh, but I don't think, reading between the lines from yesterday, that Brett Bielma is much a fan of a Thursday night game. I think he probably likes a bit of exposure, but he said coaches are creatures of routine and habit. And well, yeah, but, kind of throws but things at off.
2: the same time, if you don't have a game the next weekend, that's, that's a little different.
0: Yep. On the flip side, he's he's had a few Friday nights to go recruit. He was out. Oh, it's recruiting a, a, last night. This
2: is a tremendous benefit, for Illinois. It's, it's strange how just one victory over over Virginia, coming after the really disappointing loss to Indiana, how everything seems to be semi-positive again, or at least maybe positive again. And and in terms of their recruiting, they had five men out during the week, and now they'll they'll be what I'm sure they watched some games last night and. Uh, I, they're even they're even talking about flipping a couple of guys. You know the guys that have committed elsewhere. Maybe we'll look at it again at Illinois. I think there's something about Illinois right now that would that's kind of positive. I think oh, yeah. defensively, especially.
0: There's nothing in the world of college athletics to me like a football win or a football loss in what it does. Yeah. Way more than it probably should but you can use a win for days mm-hmm. and you can be sour for days after a loss it's just there's so much that is written and spoken about and perceived about a program based on one game
2: that's right you know and and like the cardinals are playing a doubleheader today they if they uh, lose the first game they'll play again at 6:15 or something and <laughs> maybe they can win the second one you and know you go that's baseball that's baseball you just you win you lose you win you lose it doesn't matter it matters ultimately, but uh, that day, it really doesn't matter.
0: Our old friend Marcus Jackson, he may resent me saying old, but I'll say he's our old friend from uh, his days gone by at the News Gazette, going to join us here, and we'll catch up with him in just a moment. It's a Illini Pella Saturday Sports Talk. Scott Beatty in for Steve Kelly with Lauren Tate back after this.
2: My name is Denise Martin. I'm a diehard Illini fan and admittedly love the Cubs. When it comes to financial planning, most financial companies ask, what's your salary? At Kirby Wealth Management Group, we ask, what's your story? We know building the right financial plan means looking at more than money. That's why we start by asking the right questions, listening to what matters most to you, then guiding you every step of the way to help you live the life you want now and years from now. Call us today
0: at 217-355-9390. Happy Saturday to you. Happy birthday to my son, Elliot, too. Scott in for Steve Kelly with Lauren Tate on Line Pella Saturday Sports Talk. Half the length today, twice the fun. We're giving way at 10 o'clock for Line Volleyball. They're up in Milwaukee. They'll play Illinois State at 10 And then they'll play again tonight at 6 against Marquette. You'll hear both of them here on DWS. He used to write for the News Gazette covering Illinois basketball, sports, and more, and then also some of the community activities and whatnot. And now he's just blissfully unfettered in the free pastures of the civilian world. Marcus Jackson is with us. Marcus, my friend, I am disappointed because Lauren said he saw you at the football game. And I didn't, and so I'm disappointed. But I'm glad to have you.
5: Uh, I'm disappointed as well, Scott. I saw Lauren and Steve last weekend, so um, I, I guess I was two for three. Two last out of weekend, which is a pretty <laughs> batting average in, in my old sport, so two I'm out of good about that. Two
0: out of three ain't bad. Um, yeah. Where are you now? I mean, what's what's where's life? Have you for those that uh, that haven't caught up, been up to date on your your comings and goings? Well. before.
5: Before i get started i heard len casper bring us back from break and i leave and you guys get the white socks on on the on the station now so uh, mm-hmm. i i missed out on that for so long but i'm uh, i'm in chicago i live on the north side of the city um been up here for the last five years or so and and i've been i work for all state insurance now so i do uh internal communications uh for all states so yeah just. Been uh, doing that. I got married last year, so um, lots changed since I um, you know left Champagne a few years ago.
2: You mean it's not like living with uh, Paul Klee above Esquire?
5: <laughs> well, nothing, nothing will ever be like that. Uh, you guys know. You, you guys talk to Paul regularly. Those are. Those are some good times, and um, we could probably leave some of those stories off the air. But, um, <laughs> yeah, uh, <laughs> definitely, definitely miss living with Paul, but I uh, feel pretty good about the life we got going right now.
0: <laughs> well, we could talk about your White Sox in their first year on our airwaves. Uh, what a year it's, it's been. Um, Miguel Cairo, you, you want to see him stay, be the manager?
5: You know what? I, I like what I've seen so far. Um, it, I, I was reading some stuff uh, last week where he came in and kind of lit a fire under them after Tony Larusso went out and and uh, in, in so many words. And so um, I like the fight I've seen. Really, last Friday was was exciting when uh, they were in Oakland down three nothing in the ninth, and then came back, scored five, and and came back and won that game. So that's, that's something you didn't see a whole lot of this season. And you know, even though they've dropped a couple here and there. They're in it, and they seem to be having fun and and playing up to, to potential. So they put themselves in a in a pretty big hole. But it's I mean, at least we got something to watch here in these last few weeks.
0: Do You like the innovative strategy of intentionally walking somebody when they have two strikes? <laughs>
5: <That's> <laughs> definitely not my favorite thing. You know, it's it's funny that it's funny you say that. that. That's happened a couple times this year, of course. And um, you know, Steve Stone has been pretty. Um, he, he, he's laid off Tony for the most part, but I think the one against the Dodgers and Benetti's like, what What do you think's going on here, Steve? And he's like, I have no idea. You know, <laughs> there's some things you just can't, you can't answer at, at a certain time. So it's been, it's been frustrating for sure. But, you know, hopefully, um, you know, this, this last stretch that they've gone through can can propel them. And, and Cleveland's got to lose a game at some point. I mean, those guys are on fire. Yeah. Um, and White Sox have three against them next week. So we'll see what happens.
0: Uh texter, Benny, says, uh, just passing along to you, say, Hey, Marcus, it's great to hear your voice. We all miss you. So wanted to pass that along as we're visiting here with Marcus Jackson.
2: Well, I want
5: to Marcus. It wouldn't, a, it wouldn't be an appearance on DWS without hearing from Benny, so that, was, <laughs> that, that made my day.
2: <laughs> Marcus, tell us what you think about the Illini. You watched him play last Saturday, and uh, uh, that was a good performance against Virginia. I don't know if uh, that built your hopes up, or what do you think?
5: Yeah, it was it was good. Uh, I'm really encouraged. Um, excited to watch this defense. I think from maybe like the second half of last season to now, they've been um, just a really fun unit to watch. And I really like what Ryan Walters is doing. It seems like he's got something going there, and they've got players. So that that part's exciting. Offensively, there's still some things to clean up, but um, overall, I just like I, I kind of like the structure of the program right now. It seems like they have an identity. It seems like they've got. Um, just a plan for for attacking, whether that's recruiting, um, he's going about building relationships in the state, and you know, getting the right types of players in there too. So it's been fun to watch, and um, you know, excited to see how they how they continue to progress. You know, the Indiana game was a little disappointing in seeing um, them let that one slip away, but um, you know, it, it seems like the Big Ten West might be wide open. So if they continue to get better and, and clean some things up, they've got one of the best running backs in the country too. Um, who knows what can happen with this team?
2: You know, I, I just. Uh... Over the last few weeks, it seemed I've, I've kind of been alerted to this whole idea of playing man-to-man defense in the secondary, which I don't think that Lovey did a lot. And I, I, It just seemed like the zone was too soft in those mm-hmm. years. I know Lovey's a great defensive mind, but it yeah. it, it seemed like we were t- – I just remember game after game, year after year, I was just thinking, man, they can complete passes against us any time they want to. And now I have an entirely different feeling, and it's with some of the same players that he recruited. In fact, practically everybody back there is, are people that Lovey recruited.
5: Yeah, as you guys know, Lovey was was married to his system, but you know, it really it it, it really helps when you have Brian Erlacher in the middle, and he <laughs> can kind of he can kind of mess things up and, and 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 cause some chaos there. But yeah, I mean. I think it's playing to your personnel and playing to your strengths and mixing things up and doing whatever it is you got to do. So, again, it's exciting to watch these guys, the way they're flying around. And once you get some confidence going, especially on that side of the ball and you believe that you can stop people, the sky's the limit. And it seems like these guys are really playing with a lot of confidence right now.
0: Sounds like we had an emergency alert uh, system take over just when we got going here with this segment. For, so for those of you who are unaware, we're talking with Marcus Jackson, used to be sports writer at the News Gazette and a news reporter, and now is enjoying uh, the, the good life in Chicago as a married man and working in insurance you're in good hands with Marcus Jackson <laughs> and um and uh we're just getting your perspective here on things going on in the world of sports and the Illini in particular you're on Alina Pella Saturday Sports Talk
2: well i'm a, uh, Marcus tell me about during your year, t- what years were you at the news gazette and working with WDWS and which um which teams do you remember most
5: yes yeah, so i was there from uh 2005 so i got there the summer of 2005, so right after the Final Four run, and I left in 2017. And uh, so I, I did a variety of things in between. Um, I took over the basketball beat in 2012, uh, right? It was John Gross' first year. And that was kind of a memorable season, as you guys probably uh, can recall, too. It, was, it started out a little rough, and then, um, you know, they got that, that went against Indiana, and that turned things around and got them to the tournament, and they were, you know, just a call away from making it to the Sweet 16 that year. So that was... Mm-hmm. It was a fun year. Uh, it was fun to um, you know be around that team and watch some of those guys grow and um, I was there throughout most of the the Malcolm hill era and and uh, you know Malcolm was one of my favorite players to cover just a, a great a great kid and now he's up here playing for the bulls and
2: um, yeah he's got you know, a two way contract I guess with the bulls huh
5: yeah exactly Yeah, so i've seen him play a little bit so those teams were uh, frustrating, but it was, for me you know, the fun part was uh, watching some of these guys grow up you know Tracy Abrams was another guy that I really enjoyed getting the cover, just watching him grow and mature and, and become, um, you know, a, a reliable player. And, and this is a really good guy. And, um, you know, so that's and, you know, obviously I didn't cover a lot of great teams, but um, just, yeah, building those relationships and, and, and again, watching those, those young guys grow up and to be, um, um, you can turn into what they turned into was, was, was the, the, rewarding part for me.
0: You know, that, that brings up something. Cause I, I got to go to a bulls game for the first time in 20 years uh, this past year, and and Io DeSumo and Malcolm Hill were on the court together for a few segments, and I just thought it was great. And I wonder, from your perspective as as an ex journalist, if you will, you know, mm-hmm. you, you're supposed to don a, a certain modicum of neutrality about teams, but but you just mentioned mm-hmm. these these people you cover, and in your mind, you kind of find yourself having rooted for and and still root for at least um, people and individuals. And is that okay?
5: (laughs) (laughs) Yeah, absolutely, Scott. Um, I think that's a good point. Like like you said, um, you know, you want your coverage to be objective and, and um and going about it that way, but you can't help but um, you know, develop relationships with people and start to like them. You know, you meet their families, you talk to their parents and um you learn about them and again you watch them um, you know, grow and make mistakes and and, um, you know, um, just go through the college experience like we all did at, at some point. So I think it's uh, for me, it was always, you know, fun to watch that perspective. And, and I didn't have any any problem in, you know, maintaining um, objectivity through that. It was just just really cool to see, um, you know, young people turn into, um, you know, adults and, and make their way in the world.
0: Yeah, it, I, I just felt it was a kind of a moment of I remember you win kind of stuff mm-hmm. and, and look at you now and. Their former alumni baseball player, right now, Michael Massey, has made it to the bigs with the Kansas City Royals, and you just—it's—it is neat to see how they go through that development process, and probably something that you don't get to see as much in the world of pro sports, and that is a neat aspect of being around college athletes for sure.
2: Well, do you miss uh, you miss playing? Do you miss uh, covering sports? I know you were a heck of a baseball player. <laughs>
5: yeah i miss playing um i just turned 40 here recently too and and my body feels every bit of it so i don't know (laughs) that i can get out there lauren and play in the ei league or anything like that anymore but um you know i i I miss it a little bit i miss like you know being inside and and again having those relationships with the people inside the programs but honestly i I really enjoy just getting to go to a game um hang out with my friends and 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 have fun enjoy it and and maybe have a beverage here and there um something you could do couldn't do on press row but um so it's it's fun to to have to, to be watching things from this lens and um, just just really enjoy sports for what they are.
2: Well, watching from that lens, what what do you see as the main problem? How would how is Illinois going to get back uh, competitive for championships again? How how is that going to? What's what's going to have to take place for that to happen?
5: In in any particular sport, or just uh, I, I think the board?
2: mostly football because I think we're back in basketball. Right I mean, from a competitive standpoint, I think Illinois is already there in basketball.
5: Yeah, I would agree with that, Lauren. I was just going to say, basketball. I think is in is in pretty good shape. Um, they've they've got it rolling there. I think for football, it's kind of what I was alluding to earlier is you know establishing that identity and um, and having a plan. You know, um, it seems like Brett Bielema came in here with a pretty good plan outlined for attacking the state, identifying talent. You know, putting this putting a staff together, and and just building up some um, some excitement within the community. And and I think the continuity is is the biggest thing. There's been so much turnover um in recent years with Illinois football that you had not really um had a chance to um just have something consistent that that you could um rely on year in and year out so it's it'll probably take some time um and who knows what what things are going to look like as as conferences continue to expand and 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 spread out you know with UCLA and USC coming in but um like I mentioned earlier too I think the west is 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 wide open particularly this year so if they can get on a roll and um, you know build some momentum, and um, that attracts recruits and attracts talent, and just keep building that over and over the course of a couple of years, um, who knows what can happen? You win a couple of division titles, and um, you know get lucky and win a win a Big Ten championship, and um, you know anything can happen from there. And there's a 12 team playoff now too, so there's more opportunities for teams to get in there too.
0: Marcus Jackson, with us for just a, a moment longer. Uh, we'll note that you finished up the Illinois basketball beat what, in 2017, you said, and um, Brad Underwood came in, and, well, you know, they've won a couple of Big Ten championships and tournaments and number one seeds and all that, so I don't know if those are coincidences or not, Marcus, (laughs) but uh, I I wonder if you're intrigued, how intrigued are you by this year's team because I keep putting a question mark by it, not because I think I'm skeptical of the pieces per se, but just how the pieces will come together and what this team might be.
5: I think mean, that's fair, Scott. Um, there's a lot of, um, you guys who have proven themselves in college basketball, but not together and, and not within this program. So, um, it's exciting to see, um, you know, guys like Matthew Meyer and, and Terrence Shannon Jr. come in and I'm really excited to see like RJ Melendez, see what he can do this year. He showed some flashes last year and he's a, he's a popular pick for a, a kind of a breakout candidate, but you're right. I mean, there's, you got some young guys, um, some freshmen who, who haven't proven themselves yet, but, I think in terms of like the, the makeup of the team and the talent is exactly what, what Brad's talked about You know, since day one coming into Illinois. And, and again, like you said, it's just a matter of, of how they're going to fit together on the court. And it seems like they, they're going to play a style that, uh, that he really favors and, and, um, and wants to implement here. So um, like you said, it's, it's fair to have a question mark by him, but I'm, I'm really excited to see them play.
0: We got w- time for one quick call here, and this is allegedly a friend of yours, Marcus. We have Gary on the line. go ahead, Gary
1: Marcus Gary Boer hey Gary <laughs> what, How are you?
5: I'm doing great, Gary. good to hear from you.
1: You too, man. I, I turned on the radio. I said, I got a call and say hi but Lauren, he didn't tell you uh, I taught him everything new about baseball,
5: <laughs> and
1: uh I played nineteen years for Ralph and Dick, of course. Uh, Lauren, you knew Ralph and Dick really well, and uh, we managed. I got to know Marcus when Dave Strang and I got to manage uh, Marcus one year for Gifford Flatville when Ralph had trouble finding the manager, and that's how I hooked up with Marcus. But uh, just an outstanding young man, and uh, he was a pretty good baseball player as well. But let me tell you a story. We were up in a football game, and they only played up there a few years ago, and I saw Marcus Jackson at the game. And I said, what are you doing? He said, well, I'm not working right now. And Marcus says, "What well, can I buy you a beer? I said, hell, you're unemployed. Let me buy you one.
2: Oh. So,
1: yeah. So, anyway, that's a, the kind of young man he is, but just a tremendous person. And I miss him not being around here for sure. So, thanks for taking my call, Marcus. Take care of yourself and and stay in touch, buddy. Thank you. I appreciate you calling.
0: Look at that, Marcus. you got a fan club here. <laughs> come on the radio you always got a home here in champagne my friend so So there's at least one out there for me (laughs) (laughs)
2: all
0: right man well great to catch up with you and uh come come by and harass us anytime you like and we got some new digs here to show you too
5: all right sounds good i can't wait guys uh really good to good to hear from you thanks for having me this morning
0: all right marcus see you later all right marcus jackson former news gazette sports writer uh, we got last call. Again, short show today. Illinois volleyball at the top of the hour. Got a couple of texts to get to. Uh, one that I've uh, uh, been meaning to get to and you been getting an interesting question about the future of Kofi Coburn. So we'll touch on that. Anything else on your mind? Castle Heating and Cooling text lines 217-351-5357. And phone lines 217-356-9397. Final segment in a moment. <laughs> Anything you want to, for sure, ask? You would want to make sure that Josh Whitman gets asked on Monday night at the Esquire.
2: Well, I, I, again, I, I just read another uh, article about him today. Uh, speaking, I believe it was to Rotary, and uh, boy, he's he's just he's just excellent on at the mic.
0: Yeah, he's really good. Uh, he was at the Central Centennial football game last night, was by he? the way. So were you. So was I. Very lopsided win, as was sort of anticipated for well, Centennial. You know, that,
2: that fumble up near the goal line just turned the game around. It was a six-six game, mm-hmm. you know. And then the, the central fumble down there and gave it up, and that kind of turned the game. I thought for Centennial.
0: Well, and then the next time Centennial had a was pinned deep, they had to punt. Bad snap. Had to go fish it out of the end zone, and and Brandon Harvey was the star of the game. Got that football, avoided not only a safety, but somehow got off a nice punt to flip yeah. the field. It went up around the 40, didn't it? Yeah, and then uh, n- next thing you know, he shows up with a pick six mm-hmm. to score a touchdown. That made it 21-6, and that's all she wrote. Yeah. So that guy was scoring touchdowns offensively and defensively and had a maybe a, a, a game-saving punt. <laughs> so... I mean, he's the straw that's stirring the drink for the Chargers, and uh, they're 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 talking about not the Chargers per se, but if you look at it, Centennial might run the table. And yeah,
2: Centennial and Muhammad Seymour are
0: both uh, really strong teams this year. Yep. All right, we've got a, this question a couple of times during the week and haven't had a chance to get to it. Any idea, says the texter, what Kofi Coburn is doing? It doesn't appear he's on any NBA team for training camp.
2: Yeah, it sounds like uh, – my information, which is not uh, in any way uh, the final word, is that that uh, his agents negotiating to try to get him overseas. That's what I hear, but but I don't know that that's a hundred percent. So, but the point your your point I it's either that or G League, isn't it?
0: Yeah, and I just I don't think he's stuck after the summer league, um, and 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 again to his credit, he's chasing a goal and a dream, and I think he'll do fine professionally wherever he lands yeah he'll make some money yeah he'd have made, but, more,
2: he'd have made more money here this year <laughs> yes
0: but as it pertains to the nba it kind of played out like many suspected yeah now that doesn't mean he'll never be there
2: he's playing the wrong position <laughs> nobody <laughs> wants a, a center anymore do they
0: Well, right. i mean that's they, your mobile yeah the game's evolved and i mean shoot we talked to uh uh, uh, uh whitney merciless in football it's not completely comparable, but the position of the defensive end has changed in football. I mean, Whitney Merciless um, may or may not be done with his NFL career, but leaner, slender, more slender as a defensive end because... Pass rush. Yes, and because of the RPO. And, you know, 10, 15 years ago when that was just becoming a thing, the reason you could pile up 60 points is because the quarterbacks read the defensive end and they were just a touch slower. Uh, now you got a guy that's way more mobile, more side to side and quickness like a aren't, you, aren't you
2: anxious to see uh Yaka's play? J A C A S is uh, pronounced Accus Yeah. Accus. Yes. And I'm I'm anxious to see just how they
0: say they can't block him. My only concern is Can he stop the run? Well, that and and he's a freshman. And yeah. can he hold up? Yeah. I'm not saying he's boy, not strong, but
2: Well, he, he's built like he can hold up, isn't he?
0: Yeah, uh, they think they've been trying – it's one of those we've been trying to tell you we think he's good mm-hmm. kind of things. So.
2: Still, they haven't really tested him on all downs. Yep. I mean, used- they've been using him mainly in three-down situations when the pass was in order, and, and he uh, – as-, as long as it- as it's a pass rush situation, he's extremely good, Well, with- and he may be good otherwise, but that hasn't been proven yet.
0: All right. Uh, how does that running back for Centennial look in person? Is he a high major talent? Brandon Harvey? I'm not sure. What's his
2: speed, uh, ultimate, what was yeah. His actual speed? I don't know. It doesn't look like he's that fast, although fast for high school.
0: Yeah. I, I don't know. I wasn't looking hard, but I didn't see anybody in attendance for all that. Uh, but I don't know. I mean, there's a lot of football programs out there, but I don't yeah. know about high major. I think we would have been hearing buzz about that already. Because he's in his senior year. Yeah,
2: you got to have super speed to be back in in college.
0: All right. Well, like I said, half the show, twice the fun. (laughs) Lauren Tate. Volleyball next. Yep, coming up. It's a treat to be on with you on a Saturday morning. Hope everybody enjoys their weekend. Doubleheader of volleyball today at 10 a.m. And again at 6 p.m., so stay tuned for that. White Sox baseball tomorrow. Lauren's back Monday morning for Monday morning quarterbacks with Brian Barnhart here on News Talk 1400, 93.9 FM, WDWS, Champagne Urbana. Have a good one.
3: Mike Mary, and his team at the Pella Window and Door Store want to thank you for what's been an incredible year so far. Looking for the right window and door for your next project from replacement, remodeling, or new construction? Go see them now. If you got a project later this year or into 2022, now is the time to start the conversation. The Pella Window and Door Store. Easy to find. 1001 North Country Fair Drive in Champaign or visit them online. Pella of